time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. You ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Dilly, 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 dilly. Dilly, dilly. Hey, how about a tip of the cap, Brendan, to your Gator cap there, to the Florida Gator baseball team. What a baseball game last night in the MAC. Cheers to you. Sir, cheers to you. And by the way, thanks, sir. I put coffee in this. Yeah. So this is for the booze. All right, well, I'm going to pour mine right in here. This is for the coffee. So let's not get it confused. See what I got here tonight that I got going on? Yeah, what do you got going white. on? I'm going to do it in my cup in honor of Richie mm-hmm. and Laney, who did a fabulous job. And by the way, like go and share, people. Screen. Like and share. Get it out there. Sorry. Let me say this about Richie and Laney while you call France. Is it stand by expecting us? France Beard, followed by David Moulton, followed by our good friend T-Mac, your old radio partner, Terry Norvell, followed by Nat Blaylock, Murderer's Row, continuation of Big time guests on this show. And by the way, how do we do it? The Cavalcade of Stars keep on a coming, Brendan. We got them all this week. Paul Feinbaum tomorrow. Trey Bradshaw Thursday. And our old friend, Tim Casey of Omaha, coming up on the weekend on Monday. Yo, Tim Casey. Here's Tim Casey. Wait here's box. to here's to Kevin O'Sullivan and the Gator baseball team. What a ball game, Brendan! I even enjoyed watching that. Ooh. Just saying, good stuff. I mean, that so, was it was something. You know, if you don't like, I mean, even if you don't like sports, you like that game. What did you yes. say? What was Baldoff? Like Baldoff, Baldoff was mess- messaging me and saying that it reminded him of the Tennessee game last year. Baldolph is going to lose screw. He what exactly remind him of the Tennessee game? I mean, I know there was a walk off. He's thinking about two years ago, probably. But anyway, look, it's, it, look. Let me just say, now, here Baldolph's was a great about thing about two years behind. I mean, that's here's the great thing about it: the wonderful play put on by Kevin O'Sullivan, what I nicknamed the double steal fall down, a classic piece of managing, and a terrific, terrific. Uh, uh, ball game uh, to watch. So, are we live? I guess we are, right? No, we're not live. 
I'm not getting it on my own. That's why I'm not getting well, it on. I'm getting it. I can see you on your spinning deal circle with your going big... around well, here on my. That's because your phone has clearly got issues. You well, did some I got, I got all earlier. Good evening, Don Beverly. How are you, sir? Dilly dilly do you, Nat Blaylock. Right. Thank you, buddy. Brandon Martin. Now. I'll take over the show since Buddy's phone's completely not working anymore. Share and like and all that good stuff. It's not my um, phone. It's not my I'm phone. Gonna okay. Call... I'm going to call up the old Francis Beard here. Yeah, call Francis right well, I'm now. I'm we'll calling talk him right now. So you just, you yeah, know. Francis. While we're doing that on the show tonight, we're going to talk. We're going to talk to David Moltz about all-time greatest Gators. How about those great Gators without a statue? Francis, talking about that, we're compiling a list. Yes. Hello. Everyone's still there. U.S. Open starting yesterday. And then uh, we're going to have uh, our friend uh, uh, up in um, Jacksonville, Terry Norvell, formerly of uh, Brendan Martin and Terry Norvell, the afternoon show. And then our friend Nat Blaylock, the mayor of Newberry. He'll be joining us. He was at the mat last night to see that baseball game. And what a game it was. I bet Francis Beard is still lit about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you could watch – Florida and Auburn on Sunday, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt Sunday night, and then Florida and Auburn again Monday night, and not love college baseball, then you are you are just not a sports fan. I got to tell you that that I don't care if you if you really are a big baseball fan or not. That was just entertaining sports, and it was worth watching. Well, yeah, it's the thing that dreams are made of when you steal home, friends. Isn't that right? Oh gosh, well, what a great what a great call by Kevin O'Sullivan! And you got to understand something: that play doesn't work unless there's a left-handed pitcher, because the pitcher has to have his back to third base, third base, so that the distraction at first base gives that runner on third base Point. that extra split mm-hmm. second, and that extra split second was all it took yep. for Reese to get in under the tag and 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 steal home, and that was the yep. difference in the ball game. Yeah, well, that and a little home run there uh, that, that, that came off the top of the glove of the right fielder, uh, Stevenson, uh, Williamson, who, by the way, I don't care what you say. Look, I know it's Gator win and all that, and it's a great win for him, but I couldn't help but feel for that poor kid in right field. Uh, I talked to Bradshaw about Terry Bradshaw. He watched the game last night, and we were talking about that play. He said, I said, that, that ball should have been caught. And I said, well, you got to feel bad for him. He said, I don't feel bad for him. My Gators won. I'm an honorary Gator. He said, I don't feel bad for him. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's gonna, I'm, I'm glad he did, you know. But it was, boy, Auburn, t- talk about some of those plays. I mean, Langworthy, they owed him one after what well, he Poetic justice is what that was because uh. he he he, get, he misses an RBI and a surefire triple with a sensational catch Wonderful. in the center field. Really he was. misses two RBIs. And a double and possibly a triple with a sensational catch in left field. Yeah. I guess he tried. He figured he tried right uh, center field and left field already. So might yeah. as well try right field. And so poetic justice. This one worked. Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, I, 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 there were so many moments in that game that, you know, you could talk about. I mean, uh, uh, the Gators long ball. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we had, there were issues on the outfielders. Somehow or another, the Gator outfielders have turned the fly ball into an adventure again. Uh, they, and boy, Auburn was grabbing everything. Uh, they were making unbelievable catches in the outfield. Uh, so um, uh, you want to 
Yeah, you don't. You want to gotta sharpen that up as you get closer. A, a mistake by Jarn and, the, and the, by taking that throw, getting out too far in front of the plate, missing the tag, uh, all what that kind throw, of stuff. What a throw by Dalton! That was an absolute. Oh my gosh! What a throw! Absolute it was. rocket of a throw when it was. Yes. Jarron is, but if Jarron is two feet further back, the guy's dead at the plate. Oh yeah, that was a cl- classic throw for sure. I was really, it was a really. I heard more people talk about that baseball game, including Bradshaw. He watched every bit of it last night, and uh, you know he was uh, he's proud to be an honorary Gator. So, uh, yeah, and we talked about this earlier too. Langworthy, he hadn't hit a home run in Mac. He hit one, two over the weekend. And Gerard, by the way, can't find it, can't seem to get make contact with the ball at all. But that's the story of this team. And, and one one guy something. falls, yeah, another guy steps up, right? Yep, and you got to remember something. Langworthy got robbed of a home run at the regional yeah. just the, the following earlier in, in the week. Uh, he had one that got uh, yanked back into the ball into the ball yard and, uh, and, at Florida Atlantic. And then let's and, and let's discuss for those a lot of people I saw on the internet d- discussing ground rule doubles today, friends. Uh, that uh, he caught the ball, uh, that should be a ground rule double because he interfered and it went over the fence. And, and I, no, the no, ball no, was no. never on the ground, first of all, and second of all, uh, the ball was probably going out if you look at it. What was your opinion there? That whoever would say that's a ground rule double. Has never played, you know, go back to playing slow pitch softball. You don't understand baseball. Goodness. I mean, you know, the ball has to hit the what? The ground. <laughs> the ground. Yes. And For it to be a ground rule double. Double. Yes. The ball hits the ground and bounces no. out, out of the yard. Out of the yard. Yeah. I mean, goodness. Whoever. Please, folks, know the rule. It's, it's like people, you know, will call a balk and there's nobody on base. Give me a break, you know. Yeah. I want to get a quick word in about Susan Cunningham. She says she's in Canada. Uh, quick hello to GNK from Canada. Go Gators. Thanks to Franz for his insight. So getting a lot of love tonight, Franz, hey, already. Hey, hey, Franz, I thought this was an appropriate time to ask if you're willing to accept your calling into the kingdom and – um, become an admin of the Gator Nation Kingdom. Well, you know, Brendan, since you asked so nicely, how could I refuse? Well, I've given you your own emoji now, which are the two swords crossed. So whenever Iron you're Duke, on that's now, the iron, sign of the Iron Duke, Brendan. The sign of the Iron Duke. Yeah. Uh, well, Brendan, because you asked so nicely, I mean, hey, who am I to refuse? I mean, after all. You know, you have been behind the wheel from Atlanta to Knoxville via via Deliverance Country. The stern and steady captain, friends. That's me, always. <laughs> oh gosh, one of these days we're gonna have to we're gonna have to share with them the Deliverance episode when we wheel the car oh, into no. the garage in in wherever that was, Hawassi, Georgia, I guess it was, and the and the guy with the cigarette hanging out is literally trying to jack the car up and the car still running. That was, uh, that, yes. that was, that was the deliverance episode. Yeah. The, the funny <laughs> part is we really all didn't know each other. Uh, Brian Joseph says, Fran should be the first night. Uh, uh, Don Beverly says, congrats to you, Franz, for your admin post. 
and you're getting a lot of dilly dillies. Uh, Richie Robertson, probably deep somewhere in the Gulf Coast, uh, extracting oil for us, says dilly dilly to you, kind sir. Uh, love the kingdom, Brian Joseph. We do love the kingdom as well. Well, by the, and by the way, uh, we'll have to let France go here in a minute because we got standing by David Moulton as well. Uh, uh, we did say we were going to talk about some of the great trick plays tonight, friends, in, in Florida history. And I brought this up to Coach Spurrier uh, yesterday we talked. Oh, this morning we talked. And I said, you watch a baseball game? Yes. Uh, what an incredible play on the double steel fall down, which is what I call it. And he said, I'd never seen that before. And I said, I hadn't either. And don't forget, Coach Spurrier, uh, Steve, was an all-state uh, all-state quarterback, excuse me, all-state shortstop and pitcher on a two-time state champion Johnson City team. So he knows baseball a little bit. Said, I'd never seen it before. We talked about the play. As you point out, the lefty is really important to have that lefty to make that work. The idea is to distract, you know, the uh, the pitcher just for a second. But you got to start the guy at third first. And then you start the guy uh, at, at home at, at first. He falls down, and that pitcher just hesitates because he's looking at him. He can't help it. That hesitation was just enough to make home and score the run. I asked Steve, I said, does that remind you of your play you ran uh, in the SEC championship game where you actually had Werfel limp off, you know, and and and, and you sent uh, Cresser on the field. Now, they weren't expecting a pass, and he hits a long, long pass. He said, no, nah, not really. He never wants to talk about that play, ever. He never wants to talk about it. I think he's kind of ashamed of it a little bit. Anyway, so, yeah, but, you know, what is your favorite? I mean, you had the Arkansas fake punt in the SEC game, France. What were some of your fa favorite trick plays among Gators? Well, uh, obviously, the, the fake punt in the Arkansas game has to rank uh, right up there on anybody's uh, list simply because without that, Florida probably doesn't go to the national championship game in 2006. Uh, even though the Gators ended up punting on that series, the punt, the next punt was the one that that the Arkansas uh, returner, uh, you know, uh, right. muffed into the end zone. And one D. Pierre Lewis led a host of, I guess it was like four Gators right. uh, who, who surrounded the ball. And one D was on top of it. And I'll never forget that because Wendy's mom was up from Haiti and she had never seen her son play a football game. And after the game, he, he's got tears on his eyes and he, he's just he was so excited that his mom had gotten to see him. But th that whole moment, was, that's my favorite fake play. Of yeah, all. that was a great that was a great moment. That was there have been a few others, but those are two governments for sure. I want to mention, by the way, this is Center State Bank Tuesday. And I'll tell you all about that. Brendan, I don't know if you have the over there, if you have the stuff. I've got it here, but I can't put it up, all oh, of our Center stuff. Oh, Center State Bank is front and center through the whole show, good. Mr. Martin. I can't see it, so I don't know. Well, uh, okay, good. Uh, I, can't see the, I can't see the broadcast. Uh, all right, good. Well, uh, friends, anything else before we close it out? Well, just just one thing that I already posted on, on our board, and, and that is the fact that Florida doesn't play again until Sunday. That means that J.J. will end up with a few more days of rest. I certainly anticipate that he is going to be back for, the, for Omaha. The other thing is this. Tyler Dyson was throwing in the 90s on Friday, and he was loosening up last night. He was ready in case they needed him. This is a guy 
that has been on that big stage before mm-hmm. and didn't blink, having a veteran pitcher, a third, another veteran pitcher who's been there and done that is a real plus for the Gators going in. If they have J.J. to suddenly hit between uh, Dal- India and Dalton, and then they have, uh, have Tyler Dyson to pick up a few quality innings yeah. and maybe even get a start, that really, really lifts the Gators' chances of, of, playing, uh, of making it to that championship round again. Right. But it's Omaha, and anything can happen. And no matter what happens in Omaha, folks, savor this. This is six. This is four straight years, six times in the last eight, seven and eleven yeah. seasons for Kevin O'Sullivan. Certainly, right, exactly. Uh, certainly, you know Scott Strickland. Hats off to him for for signing him to a long term deal and getting him the stadium that he deserves. Yeah. All right, now, Brendan, if you could put that picture up of J.J. that we got, if you got it there, I'd like to see that. It's a great picture I found online yeah, of J.J. Up. at home plate. Uh, and uh, uh, the pictures of uh, J.J. Uh, kneeling down uh, on uh, in front of home plate of Mac, which is, I think, a terrific picture. I love that. You wonder if that's his last game uh, when you see that picture, don't you, Franz? Uh, you, you you, it looks like he's saying goodbye to something, right? I think he was saying good. I think he was saying goodbye to McKithen Stadium. He's never going to be playing in a game in McKithen Stadium again. He's a senior. I think that he was sitting behind the home plate and saying, you know, almost like saying to home plate, "Thanks for the memories, old pal." Yeah, that's uh, a wonderful picture, isn't it? Really, yeah, good. it is. And, and I, I just have to believe that that was that was his whole whole motivation. There was. Kind of just say, you know, hey, thanks for the memory because he's certainly uh, played in enough ball games. He's a guy that has earned his place in Gator baseball history. And and I have to, you know, Eduardo Perez had a made a great made a great statement about JJ last night. He said he handles pitchers, these Florida pitchers as well as any catcher handles his pitchers in the entire country. Yeah, they missed him behind the plate, too, last night. And I miss his bat. i got to have to confess to you that he's my favorite Gator baseball player. I love to watch him play. I love how he runs a game as a catcher. I love how he hits. I love that he has timely home runs. And I, it breaks my heart that he wasn't able to play in his homestand. But he'll get his chance to say goodbye in Omaha. This is a wonderful picture of J.J. And uh, well done, my friend. Well done. All right? All right, friends, we got to run. Appreciate it very much. Don't forget now, we'll work on this for our Thursday show. Looking for all-time great Gators, ones who don't have statues. Okay? And we're going to put our list together. All right, Francis? All right. Thanks a bunch. Thank you, buddy. Good job. Good job, right, Franz Beard. Yeah, while you called uh, David Moulton, I'll tell folks about Center State Bank. You want to track, you want to listen up to this, folks, because if you want a bank where you can go and feel welcome and you feel like your your interest is being taken care of and they live by their core values, they welcome you in the bank, they're friendly to you, and you can get what you want when you want it. You don't get a lot of hassles, and you get free cookies if you're smart enough to get there in time. It's definitely Center State Bank, whose motto, as you see, is centered on community and customer service. Uh, they are very conscious about the local market. Everything is driven in the local market. They take a long-term approach to their loans, and they're looking at uh, interest rates, whatever. Uh, world-class service, which I love, and they're very sincere about relationship banking. So those are their core values. They have 
By the way, 82 locations in 30 Florida counties, counties, and a lot of them in South Georgia. So I encourage you to look on centerstate.com, find one near you, go down and see the folks there. If you're in Ocala, we've got a couple of places here. My favorite one is over there on Silver Springs Boulevard, uh, where it looks like something out of Gone with the Wind, that beautiful building there, formerly the Gateway, now Center State Bank, where we'll be going August 22nd for the Ocala Quarterback Club meeting, and the speaker will be Megan Mullen. Center State Bank does it all. They look out for your interests. They look big in the community. Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service. Looking for David Moulton here any minute? Calling him right now. Thanks. Yeah. He's in his hotel room. Hello, somewhere. Mr. Moulton. How are you, sir? I'm good. How is everybody? <laughs> good, sir. How David, are you? I'm this buddy here, and we're at Brendan and I are in different places. And uh, as you know, on Skype, uh, when you come on, you're on the air. So don't say any swear words, okay? <laughs> Will do. <laughs> it, you're instantly on the hotline. Come on, it's really like old school fun radio. <laughs> yes, it's like college. It's, it's like true. college. Yeah. Yeah, college. yeah. Well, David, did you watch any of the baseball game last night? I did. Yes. Yeah, that was something. It was uh, quite quite a night, and I don't know what my favorite part was, but I know one that will live in infamy is that double steal fall down, what classic play that Sully put on. Well, it was, that's to me, classic baseball, a great pitchers, do a little pitching defense. Every single pitch seemingly is significant. The difference between one Oh and Oh one, two, one and one, two. I, I mean, you know, Auburn made how many great defensive plays. Oh to my stay in it? All but one, all I but mean, one. Yeah. I mean, how ironic, you know, five, six standout plays. And then, you know, outfielder slightly overruns the ball. Also, if you think about it, the dimensions of the ballpark, you know, very few outfield fences are like six feet tall. You know, if, if it was in a normal ballpark where a lot of outfield fences are nine, ten feet tall, maybe that ball caroms off the glove and still hits the top of the wall and stays in play. But, um, you know, you can't take winning for granted and four straight trips to Omaha no matter how it turns out. And I don't think the Gators have really found their stride from where it was three weeks ago, but you know what? I feel as if they're slowly getting better. And, you know, with that pitching <laughs> look out. Yeah. Now they got Dyson that can you go to too, which is a big plus as Franz was pointing out. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, if you are a Gator fan or even just a media guy who follows the team, those games are exhausting. I mean, it's yes. exhausting to watch those games with so many tense moments, and they're long, and 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 so much at stake. I mean, there's a lot of pressure in those games, and I got to tell you that it's filled up my baseball appetite for a while. I'm not watching many major league baseball games, and I'm loving college baseball. Well, but buddy, you know the one thing that I believe has happened to the sports fan in the last ten or so years with everything seemingly televised to really grab our attention. The games have to have consequence. And all of these games, obviously, have great consequence in the regionals and the super regionals and now going to Omaha. And that is the one thing that Major League Baseball, you know, has to contend with. I mean, attendance is down 15% this year in Major League Baseball. Some of it can be blamed on the weather. I think some of it is the fact that it's a long season. And, you know, I think Major League Baseball should at the very least cut the season in half, like, like they do in the minor leagues in a first half and a second half. These games need to have more consequence. It's really tough to sell 
late May, early to mid-June baseball as having great consequence. I mean, we're, you know, 40% through the season. You know, come on. Everybody can recover from where they are now, seemingly. So, uh, yes, it's what I believe, buddy, makes college football work. It's one of the reasons why I don't think they should go above four. The more we water down the playoff, the more we'll water down the regular season. Uh, you know, does every game count? Eh, maybe not. But do most of them? Yeah. Make a good point. I think you're talking. We were watching some of the highlights as you were talking. Certainly that that play again, the right fielder, the ball hit going up and bouncing off over his over over the um, over the fence. Uh, in a game where Auburn made every play. I mean, spectacular defensive yeah. plays. And it just so happened they didn't make the one that they needed. But, you know, Auburn, Florida going for it. But the SEC used to be rivals. No longer they don't play enough. Uh, going head-to-head for a chance to go to Omaha. You're right. It meant something. And that's why people were so excited and intense about it. 5,000 people showed up, or almost six, at the MAC. However, they were kind of quiet. I thought they'd be a little rowdy there at the end, but they were kind of quiet. But it was a game that, uh, my gosh, I don't think you could ask for a better game. Even Terry Bradshaw said he loved watching it. And Bradshaw doesn't watch much of anything on, on, on TV, including football games. He didn't watch many NFL games. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a game that really makes some fans right there. Well, only five hits in ten innings. I think that's why maybe the crowd was a little quieter than could be. you would expect. You know, maybe. and but, but a pitcher's duel – you know, those games usually move. That's another thing that the game had going for it. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's switch subjects for a second on football, David. That's one of your specialties. And a little bit of golf because you've got to, you do go, you still go to Augusta, right? Well, and I'm at the U.S. Open right now. Oh, are you there? How about that? Well, good yeah. for you. Well, then you can really talk to us. We'll be talking uh, a little golf with some of the writers there on Thursday night. Uh, so, Here's the deal. Um, Shinnecock is a great venue. I've been to two of those at the Opens at the Shinnecock, which is a great venue, I think. Uh, and they're talking about the gnarly difficulty and the speed of the greens, and I think we got a piece on the greens here. Uh, give me your take on it. and who, well, who does the course favor, in your opinion? Uh, and who do you like? Uh, I mean, we know Dustin Johnson's playing great right now. What's all the talk up there? Well, you know, the fairways are a little wider than they have been in the past. So, you know, I think that maybe if you look at who has won here the last three times they've played the Open here, Ray Floyd. That's not that Ray was short, but Ray wasn't a bomber. Corey Pavin, short, but the fairways were really tight in 95. And then obviously, you know, for Goosen, who just putted out of his mind mm-hmm. to win that one. But the other thing, buddy, is, you know, Parr's been a really good score. Pavin won at even. Floyd won, I think, at one or two under. And Goosen was at four under. But, I mean, if he was just human in putting, he probably would have been even or two over. And Phil was second at two under. Yeah. So, you know, it's a par 70. I'll tell you what, you throw 469s on the board, I definitely think you win. And I think if you go 70-69, 70-69, it may even be good enough to win. I don't know how low they're going to go here. Because yeah. the other thing to keep in mind, you know, they tore up Aaron Hills last year. 16-under won it. And 
the USDA was not happy yeah. with how that thing turned out. So I do think you have to have some length in order to win here, though. I mean, you know, for a par 70, it's like 7,400 and change. I do right. think you need some length. What I'm curious about, you know, we've got multiple guys that have won two tournaments this year. You know, Jason Day's got a really good U.S. Open record, and he's already won twice this year. I wonder if maybe this is his turn. Mm. He's a bomber. You hit it out yeah. of the way. You, you he know, plays, I tell you what, yeah, he's terrific. He probably hits the one iron as good as anybody since Nicholas. I mean, he hits that, those long irons unbelievably well. Uh, so, yeah, okay, I'm going to give you my three that I would like to see. I'm not going to give you the ones to pick. You give me three you think are going to win. Then we'll talk a lot about Gator football after that. Well, I wanted to ask David real quick before we get into that. David, this is Brendan, and I'm an old caddy from Castle Pines. Carried a couple of guys' bags there back in the day when I thought maybe I would do that for a living. I've been watching a lot of stuff on the the greens, specifically the 18th green, uh, being extremely fast, double cut and rolled. Uh, Are they as fast as they look? Yes. Yes, it's been dry here for a while. You know, I know that the PGA, LPGA seniors, that this rain's been following them. Now, it may rain tomorrow, ironically enough, but then it's supposed to be dry the whole weekend. And it's been dry for a little while in these parts. So the course is, if it doesn't rain tomorrow, I think the USGA will have the course exactly how they want it. Yeah. All right, here's some guys I want to see in the hunt. All right, and I'm I'm going to just dispense with Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods and all that kind of stuff. Talk, guys, I want to see up there. I want to see Ricky Fowler. It's time for Ricky to get up there. It's his turn. You know, I want to see Jordan Spieth back in the hunt. What is wrong with him? He he suddenly lost it. Uh, if he wins it, that's what four for him, um, and uh, four majors, and all of a sudden uh, eight's reachable. He's still a young guy, so you got him there going on there. Uh, the other guy that I got to put in there is Justin Rose. Uh, he's always a shot maker, uh, and I would throw in probably Justin Thomas. Now, uh, I won't mention uh, the the guy I think is the, the best looking prospect right now of the young guys coming up is Bruce Kepka, who last year, of course, made it a boring event. I think Kepka's an enormous talent. Those are some thoughts, some ideas for me. What do you think? Who do you like? And what's your opinion? Well, it's interesting. I'll just go with who you started with. And Kepka hasn't played all that well in between open to open, except for very recently. He seems to have found himself in the last month. But you talk about Ricky, who's 29, ranked seventh yeah. in the world. All right. Hasn't won this year. But in the last four majors he's played, he's finished in the top five and three of them. And last year for the first time, all right, I know he finished second in 24, but that was, you know, a runaway year. He really, you know, that was like a backdoor second. He was T5 last year. He led after the first round. He was, I think, two back heading into Sunday. So, you know, you may be on to something here. Plus, Ricky got engaged last Friday. Yes, he did. So, you know, I will say, the guy that seemingly no one's talking about, and I don't know why, because a week ago he was the number one player in the world. The guy who took the picture when Ricky got engaged, Justin yeah. Thomas. Yes. You know, he shot the 63 last year on Saturday at the U.S. Open. He had a yeah. top five finish, you know, 
Uh, he's already won this year. You know, I, I think he's got to be, you know, if you're picking three and you're ruling out DJ, well, then I think Justin Thomas has got to be one of your three. No, I, I can't disagree with that. Now, since you know earlier, we talk a little about football here. We're compiling a list for purposes, I'll be revealed later, of greatest skaters. All right? Greatest skaters without a statue because those three guys are all gimmies. Off the top of your head, without looking up a list or Googling anything, just as I said, great Gator football players, <coughs> what names come to your mind? Just random. All right. Well, you sent me a text and yes. said, hey, I'm thinking of bringing you on at this time, and here's what I may talk about. And yeah. I took two minutes. Yeah. And all I did was off the top of my head. I'm going to write them down. Hold on. Names. We're making a list here. Go. These were the names that I wrote down. All right. Off the top of my list. I all right, and I know you were trying to keep it to ten. I think I wrote well, down eleven you got. or twelve. That's okay. That's fine. You know the obvious ones: Emmett, Percy Harvin. I'll get a bunch of receivers: West Chandler, Riddell Anthony, I Killyard, Shane Matthews. I put on the list. Okay. All right. I thought that there needed to be a quarterback besides the three that have statues: uh, Javon Curse, Wilbur Marshall, Jack Youngblood. I felt that offensive lineman needed to be on the list, so I threw Lomas Brown. Uh, a guy who I thought, you know, I know he wasn't much of a pro player and all that, but Brandon Spikes, I yep. just thought was I a agree with great theater player. And I threw Brantley on the list. Okay. All right. So that's 11 you. or 12. Yeah. Great. Could you send me that or take a picture of it and send it to me? <laughs> sure. Do you have it written down? Did you write it down? I do. It? I missed after you because I lost. I, I got you at Harbin. And I got with Ike, and then I lost a couple. Then I got the re- Shane and Curse and whatever. So if you have it, send it to me. If not, I'll make it up. Yeah, I can do that. I can, yeah, do I can that. just take a picture and send He's it. He's going to write it down, David, and hold you to it. That's the thing. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to write it down. I'm gonna copy it down and uh, copy tell it, everybody was tattoo fine. it. You know, put it out there. Oh, it's mine. All right, we got about a minute or two here, David. Um, any updates? I know you follow SEC football on your show, and you do your, of course, you do your wonderful show we all love uh, on ESPN. Excuse me, ESPNU on Sundays, uh, and uh, your Miller and Bolton show you do during the week, and then, of course, uh, your writings. Is there anything in the SEC lately, other than Nick Saban, other than that stuff? What's catching your eyes in the SEC in terms of football? Well, buddy, I, I hope we can, you know take a breather here. I hope nothing is catching our eyes, quite frankly, because if so, it's likely not good. It's likely that somebody's gotten in trouble or somebody's gotten hurt. Yeah. I mean, we need, we need some off season. I just like the fact that, you know, buddy, we're down to like 11 weeks. Basically. But you got a, you got a big pickup yesterday. It's getting from real. Yesterday from the transfer from West Virginia, defensive tackle, all of a sudden he's going to play right away. Graduate transfer. That's big. There are things now well, you can't rest anymore, David, because things are happening even now well, that aren't necessarily on the police platter. Well, listen, I still I thought the Gator defense was a top 15 defense coming into this year, whether they're adding guys during the offseason or not. Um, you know, to me, the, the questions are on the other side of the ball. I mean, and have been this whole decade. So, you know, it, it, listen, the whole season comes down to developing a quarterback who's it going to be they'll probably you know give the guy i don't want to have any snaps probably first shot at it in september and then you know if he can't get the job done then they're probably going to throw one of the kids in there 
It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting year in the what well, they got six new coaches in the SEC, and it's uh, you know Mississippi State's going to be in. There's going to be some interesting scenarios. It's going to be you're going to have fun going to all these press boxes. You have an idea where you're going to be going. You'll be going to all the SEC games again this year. You and Danielson will be ponying up going up there. Um, and Brad Nestor, I, I keep forgetting about Brad. I'm also used to thinking about Vern. Brad Nestor does a really good job as a play-by-play guy. So, well, we'll talk a little more. We'll give you a couple of weeks off, okay? That should not think about anything but just golf. Can I ask and- David a question really fast? <laughs> David, do you, you do – okay, I'm an old EVS replay guy. So, on the broadcast, you work in the booth directly with, with, with your talent. Is that correct? Right. I'm Joe Buck's right-hand guy, so to speak. I'm right next to him with, you know, I've got a card, a player card on all 156 guys. Right. And then, you know, whatever's going on during the broadcast, I'm writing notes and and what have you. Yeah, I used to work with, I did NBA and NHL and stuff, and we would work with the stats person to create graphics and whatnot to try to keep up and anticipate uh, the shows. So I know greatly... Uh, what your job is, and it's no small task. So you're probably good at math then, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and I will say golf is its own kind of intense. Oh. You know, you don't think of it when you're sitting home and watching it, but from a producing it Broadcast in terms of television, oh my God. It, it's very intense. It's the hardest sport to do, I think, because nothing is really live. Everything is about 10 seconds old and you're constantly slipping time. So that's the thing that no one understands. I always tell them nothing happens in the way that you think or see it happened. It just feels that way, especially during Thursday and Friday. Now, as you, the field, you know, gets smaller, that changes, but golf is the hardest thing to put on TV. I think. Oh, I would agree. You know, I've only been involved with about three sports on network television, basketball, football, and golf. And much to my surprise, golf is very difficult. It's essentially a football, no huddle offense right. for, you know, and we're going to be broadcasting nine, 10, 11 hours right. for four days. Right. So it's like, it's like racing meets sports. <laughs> it's like a 24 yeah. hour game, you know, so it's, it's intense. I don't think people quite understand the undertaking, you know, to put on 10 miles of course, to get your guys out there and gals out there in the right spots and the spotters and the RF signals and all the things and the dance that goes behind all of that is, is really quite uh, interesting. So, uh, yeah. well, think about it. I mean, we have about 70 or so, you know, buddies familiar with this, about 70 or so people part of the sec on CBS crew for a Saturday right. afternoon game, Right. but that's a hundred yards, 120 with end zones. And that's a controlled field and everything's going to happen right in front of you. With a clock. Well, this is 7,400. Right. This is 7,400 yard golf course. Right. And the ball doesn't always go straight. Never. I mean, there's 750 people that Fox is employing to be able to televise the U S open 750 versus 70 for a college football game. The undertaking is unbelievable. So pretty cool. I got a couple of guys that work uh, camera and whatnot, and just uh, that that whole job by itself is an art art form. We could go on and on, but uh, pretty cool, David, that you're out there. And uh, don't let David fool you. I missed miss miss the day. I missed my truck days. What do you want from me? He's in there just drinking beer and eating hot dogs. He's not doing that. We're hard to work. <laughs> uh, buddy, you gave me a reprieve. I had just got done doing a player card for 
Raikua Hashino. Hello. Japan. So now I get I'm to glad, go. I'm glad Vern's not third. doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> so is he. Yeah. David, thank you so much. Have a great week up there at Shinnecock. It's a fun place to be and uh, stay dry, man. Because if it gets wet in that place, and it did up there when I was there last time, it gets tough to walk around and tough to do anything. So thanks a lot for your time. And we'll listen. Are you going to do your show Sunday? Probably not, right? Uh, Not this Sunday, no. We'll still be on the air. Then we'll catch up to you. Have a good tournament. Enjoy the Open. All right, guys. Thank I'll you. send you the list. Okay. David Moulton, one of the best. He's one of the best. Uh, he, he knows his stuff. Pretty cool. uh, I think we got to do a little uh, Daniel Little Hightower update, and then we got to get our friend T Mac. He's waiting, stand by. If you would do, be so kind, well, sir. To- you know, you always say you want to call the whole break the Daniel Little Hightower update break, but that's not the case because right. there's another uh, company that's new and that we is uh, a sponsor of ours, and that's Triple A Tree Service out of Ocala in Gainesville, buddy. Good people. No, I've used them. They're great. They uh, just removed a giant tree in your backyard. Did it great? They did. Precision, uh, nonetheless. So we'll hear from them first, and Daniel Hightower, and we'll be right back after that. Well, with us, it's a family-owned business. Majority of the employees are family. You know, no drugs, no alcohol. We do a lot of big, high contracts. Uh, we do a lot of government contracts. We do Sikorsky aircraft and E1 we've done for many years. And we, we, we carry, you know, big general liability insurance policies. Knock on wood, since 1958, we've never had one claim. So there's not too many companies that can, uh, can stand by that. Safety is very important to AAA Tree Service, uh, not only for our own employees, but for our customers as well. We, we, you know, we take pride in going to their, their places. We treat it like it's our home. And we, we leave it the way as it would be if it would be our home. And we even go above and beyond. We do more than just trees. I mean, we, we you know, trim hedges, we pressure wash, we, you know, you, you name it, we, we get into doing anything that a uh, customer needs. Call us at 873 uh, 3440 or on the website, uh, AAA or also on CenturyLink.com as well. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. All right, we are back here on the Buddy Martin Show. Brendan Martin, Crown Prince, sitting here in my uh, studio across uh, town. I can over there, Brendan. I'm doing fine. How's your cocktail? I'm having a little vodka today. A little vodka orange juice. And my Richie, and and my Richie cup, cup, cup. That beautiful Richie cup. By the way, you can get, you get people to say, Kim, well, how do we get these? Well, PM Richie Robinson. He's got all the details. Well, you got to join the Gator Nation Kingdom. Uh, and if you're not a part of the Gator Nation Kingdom, it's a good opportunity to tell you about it. Join the Gator Nation Kingdom. Here's a little thing. Join it. Dilly dilly. We do a lot of cool stuff there. We talk. We're a family. We love each other uh, at the Gator Nation Kingdom. Go to the Buddy Martin Show. Look at our group. It's associated. If you join, you'll be a part of really awesome stuff that we're doing there. A lot of information. We talk there all day long. Can I give you an update real quick on Bubba? And well, yeah, I just want to give you a real quick up update. And to tell if you, you haven't liked the Buddy Martin show, by the way, let me finish. If you haven't liked the Buddy Martin show, if you're watching us on the Buddy Martin show Facebook page, please like our page. Then you'll get notifications when we're live. 
We let you know when we're up. You get it in your phone. will say, beep, beep, beep. You got a notification, Buddy Martin Show. Slide. It's like, oh, my God, I got an idea. Let's watch the Buddy Martin Show. See you uh, there. And then, then you watch it. So like, follow, share, tell your friends, join the kingdom, and I'm done. Let's go get T-Mac when I thank uh, Richie for the wonderful job we did on, on the cups. Again, if you want to get it idea thing. It involved work. with him. Beg your pardon? My idea gimmick from Staples. There you go. It was just a bright light. Before. That's an idea. Okay. Anyway. T-Mac don't get anxious because we're not getting him on the, on the show. You so. get anxious. That's the problem. No, I don't. You are the one. I feel your I anxiety from here. I feel well, I'm your controlling anxiety. it. I don't have to I worry about it. I feel the anxiousness it. from it. T-Mac's my old broadcast partner. Okay. So I'll let you tell it. Um, number. You, on the other hand, there's another story. Again, just uh, special guests this week. Paul Feinbaum will be on along probably tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Terry Bradshaw probably Thursday. We have others we'll share with you as we have tip. By the way, if you don't know, this week all 830 shows, <clears throat> trying something at night to see if you like it and see if we like it. And uh, we will not have a Friday show on summer schedule until we unlight and, and launch our new Football Friday special coming up here in a couple of months. Every Friday we'll have a long and very illustrious football Friday with lots and lots of stars, and you're going to love it. we will be major picks. We'll be here in all parts of the country. We talk about football. We're going to have a really good show on Friday, in addition to all the things we do here right on. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, Terry, Terry Norvell does a show on Facebook Live now. He um, does do a show on Facebook Live. Yes, he does a show right now. We go back with Terry many years ago, 20-something, when Terry was the afternoon host for the the, the show we put on uh, Florida Sports Talk. His producer was one Brendan Martin back in those days, and they did a little show there for about a year. Probably the most famous call he ever got was from Tennessee Ernie, a fictitious character who we didn't know was fictitious, who called up one day, and they talked about being down here from Tennessee to go fishing at Orange Lake and how much he hated the Gators, how much they sucked. And, boy, you talk about Gator fans getting riled up. Hey, guys, I'm here. That would Terry be him. Terry Norvell. This is Tennessee uh, Ernie calling. Uh, are you there? Uh, I'm right here, baby. How we doing? Just telling a story about Tennessee Ernie and you know, how you got oh, everybody riled up. That guy, what is he doing right now, man? What is he doing? Unfortunately, he passed away. <laughs> He did oh. pass away? Oh, now we're horrible oh, people. Years ago. Well, Buddy would know. Buddy would know. You know, know. Uh, David Lopez, attorney, uh, unfortunately, uh, he, he passed away about two years ago. That, that is sad, but what, what a legacy he left. He we're did. Still yeah, that, was, uh, that was, your, that was hey, one of your time. Oh. Hey, Terry. It's a Tennessee Ernie. You're going to take a sissy in your panties. You're going to take a sissy in your panties. Hey, man, before we get started, I love what you guys do with this show, man. It is unbelievable. I mean, right here, look at this. Three three shots, and I, I don't understand how you're doing it, but it's unbelievable. You guys are doing it. Hey, what do you get four wide? Do you think NASCAR is <laughs> oh, something? Yeah, nice. do you, we go deal. four wide. We go nice. four wide. It's crazy. Nice. How you been, really, Mac? How are you going? I'm, What's going I'm, on? I'm doing, re- I'm doing real well. Um, I'm, I'm being serious. You know, I know, buddy, you're, you and Brendan are really blazing a, a trail here. And uh, I'm kind of drafting behind you guys, but you you guys have y'all have done a good job. And Brendan, I heard you talking to your last guest a moment ago about production, and you know the fans should not have to worry about the behind the scenes. But Lord knows they don't know what goes on, man. And uh, I, I know what you're putting on right now 
is 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 a lot of work and you guys are to be commended because there's no real manual out there right now how to do a you know this facebook live stuff is new to everybody and and, and y'all you guys should be proud well thanks we've been doing it for a little while and we've been yeah. thumbing around and whatnot but yeah you know we have a a real loyal following of people and that certainly helps us and and uh, Buddy's brand and who he is and what he's Absolutely. done here certainly helps the process. You know what he's going to mess around and do, this Buddy Martin? He's going to mess around and win an Emmy in this uh, internet world or whatever. He's going to win an Emmy there, too, well, son of a gun. You probably, you're not probably far off of that. So. <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> How was your show going, by the way, Terry? Oh, man, we're okay. We're about a month in. Uh, about six weeks from taking it from terrestrial radio to, uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. Are we on air? Are we internet? I guess we're internet, but it's going good. All Thomas. digital, they call all, it. Oh, is that's that what, what we, we call do. It? It's all digital, all, homie. All digital. So well, it's going good. You know, you guys are ahead of the curve and you're blazing the trail, but I think it's the classic every day. It's one step forward and about three and a half steps back, but you're, we're, we're figuring it out, man. We're figuring it out. Terry, tell people who are be online here watching you. Now, some of them know you, some of them don't. Sure. They're almost all Gator fans watching. They, you know, catch them up. You were here with us. We started Florida Sports Talk 22 years ago. You were the <laughs> oh, wow. afternoon host, and you went back to bigger and better things. And now you bounced around. I don't use that. Listen, I bounced around. You yeah, went sure. took a different two different jobs, uh, and now you're back in Jacksonville. Catch people on where you've been, what you've been doing. Yeah, I got in uh, by summer of 13 when the economy got so bad. I finally got out of sports broadcasting all the way, got in corporate America for about four years, had had a really nice job that got eliminated with downsizing. And I kind of about about, you know, 18 months ago, talked to a lot of people, including yourself, said, hey, man, how's the economy? Is, is the world back? And I dipped my toe back into it in terrestrial on a weekend show. And that turned into January of this year. I said, you know what? I, I've got to go to this digital, whatever you call it, buddy. It's, it's, it's the way of the world. So we spent about the last three or four months uh, or, or first two or three months of the year putting it all together. And, and, and I host a show Monday through Thursday called College Sports Today. It, it, it's, it's, you know, on Facebook and uh, kind of kind of mirroring what you guys are doing out, out of Jacksonville. And uh, it is what it says. You know, my niche, my wheelhouse is, is college athletics. We touch on the big professional stuff when it happens obviously u.s open and masters and things like that but you know what i'm a college sports guy that's what i do and it's called college sports today that's how that's how in-depth it is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well we, listen we uh Go ahead. sorry we drink on this show i don't know if you know that about us but we like to have some cocktails i'm drinking right now a vodka tonic or excuse me vodka orange juice when you and I used to go out, we were roommates at one point. Yes, I when remember you and I that. Used to go out, you had a rule that you were a one-for-one one guy. You had a, a cocktail and then a glass of water or a Coke or something. Yeah. Is that Dilly still Dilly. your move, or did you abandon it? Yeah. That was like workout, Terry. That's when you used to rip off yeah. 45 crunches. You know, watching the you know, sports thing. <laughs> I tell you, I hope I don't disappoint anybody, but. Uh, I, I've gotten down to where I don't much much drink at all anymore. <laughs> you know, I uh, I might have I might have a cold one here or there. Knock on wood and being serious for a minute. Um, and I'm not proud of this. Somehow, by the grace of something, I made it without getting a DUI and all those fun 20s and 30s and and even <laughs> early 40s. And I think maybe somewhere in there it said, Terry, you're ahead of the curve, man. I you know I don't drink that much anymore. I really don't. You know, you, I'm an old fart, Brendan. That's cool. You're not really welcome in the kingdom. Then. Okay. Let me catch up here. We drink fireball at tailgates. 
Let me jump in real fast and tell you that uh, Crystal Addison says Jacksonville's resident here. So obviously she knows who you are. Nice, Robert Coville hmm. wants to know College Sports Today. Is that the Facebook page? Facebook page? Yes, uh, College Sports Today. You can go on and like it and uh, have at it. All right. Jeffrey Bennett said, glad to hear from Terry. Nice. Thank uh, you. Robert Coville um, jumped in here and said, let me say something else. Two or three people. Who cares they what Coville sells? He's always saying something. He's probably drunk. Stop it with Coville. You keep busting his job. Whatever, Coville, my hats are cooler than yours, oh, dude. On, man. Watch Burns. You have a what's what's your what is your guy from the furthest point away from your show? Do you have a guy in China? Um, we had a you know you know this 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 analytics are incredible. Yeah. We've got we've we had somebody I looked the other day that was listening in UK. I'm like, yeah. is that is yeah, that a Kentucky a bluegrass or yeah. is that? Yeah. Well, I think they meant Trump, the UK. Yeah. We got a guy right now on China. Right oh, now. that's wonderful, buddy. He's a Roger regular. Burns. Yeah, he has that's... to go through like four internets to get our signal, but yeah. he has to pirate it. But Roger Burns finds a way. You, really buddy, you got to you got to get him a Christmas card, right? Well, that he's guy coming gets... home. He's actually coming home in a couple of weeks. He lives from Bronson. He'll be back here with his wife, and he's going to get a whole package of stuff. He said he's going to use AAA Tree Service, our new sponsor, to clear some trees in his front yard. There you go. Dude, that that guy. Look at that. You try to talk about a hard guy to find? Look for it. By the way, Norvell, we like to talk about the dilly-dilly around here. That's where this whole thing started. One day we'll tell you the story about the airport, but our people know all about it. (laughs) When we chase Chip Kelly. Late at night with Buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's, that's where the Facebook Live started. When we went live at midnight from the Ocala National Airport looking for Chip Kelly on the Little. airplane, and we caught the entire brass at University of Florida walking off the plane, Buddy Martin. That's a little. Night. That's a little Buddy Martin TMZ working yeah, right there. That's what right they there. say. Yeah, one day. I yeah, like that's it. That's where the whole kingdom found us. They're all giving us thumbs up now. The kingdom knows. That's great. Know, so. <laughs> Mostly Brandon was the reason. <clears throat> hey, oh, yeah, by the way, good. I think Norvell is without an E. Oh, it right? is? No, it's with an E it's on the end. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. I, I have just it. like my uh, grades. Yeah, gotta I got to add an E there. You're, somehow I got your... I used uh, to sign the your... rent check. I know his yeah. name. <laughs> anyway. I, okay, I'm glad to know that. My 22 bad. Two years ago. 20, hey, let's talk a little baseball, folks. We're going to run out of time. Let's do and that. We, we got Blaylock to get on. We're going to go four wide if you get Nato. He was at the game <laughs> oh, last oh, night. Oh, he's going to be pissed. Terry, what a baseball game. We've been talking right. about it now. You talk about exciting, exhausting if you were a Gator. It really I mean, was. Auburn or a Gator fan. It just wear you out. So many plays. The double steal fall down. The ball bouncing off the outfielder, Steve Williamson's glove. The terrific play by Auburn, who made every play except one. The pitching job done by both sides. Oh, it was a terrific baseball game, wasn't it? It, it really was, and really the entire um, you know baseball championship series, uh, uh, coast to coast, has been wonderful. What I'm excited about is the great spade sport that I played, college baseball. The last five years, it's gotten on TV, you know, with all the SEC networks. So this has happened every year. This is baseball's version of March Madness. The fact is we can see it now. But, yeah, last night, what a tough game if you were trying to grab highlights from. I mean, there were so many swings in that game. I thought the two stars of the game, not to take anything away from uh, Langworth with the home run, I thought the two um, middle guys, uh, Davis Daniel came in for Auburn. He was almost was unhittable. Fabulous. And then Michael Byrne, wasn't that, that was his – 
number one moment as a Gator pitcher, I think. I mean, that was the greatest we've ever seen Michael Byrne. He was incredible. He was asked to do something he doesn't do, which is go four innings. And, uh, you know, I really feel for the young man from Auburn. Yeah. I'll have my show off tonight by saying if the Gators had to win on a home run anyway, I would have preferred that thing be 450 feet and about four stories high. I think so, everybody would. Yeah. I think so the poor would. kid, so the poor kid, you know, he's going to live with that. He didn't cost him the game. He no. didn't cost him the series. He hit him a home run and won the game, I guess, right. the day before. But, uh, buddy, it's been a, uh, you know, Florida, Florida, uh, they've had a weird stretch. I didn't look this up. I just threw it out and took a guess. I would guess the last 10 home runs Florida's hit have been solo. They just can't get guys on base to deliver the knockout blow, you know. I mean, they're hitting home runs left and right. They're all solo. But, uh, boy, tip of the hat to Auburn. But tip of the hat to a Florida program that that now they, they think they're supposed to win that game, and that's very powerful. And, and by the way, leaving men on base like crazy. I mean, oh. just, just, just driving you insane last night with several times as we watch the highlights here, Brendan, the package. Nat Blaylock was there last night at the MAC. I know he's excited to come on here. We go four wide, Brendan, or not? Yeah, we can. I don't, I'm excited good. as hell. Yeah, we'll go four wide. Let's go Brady Bunch right now. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, <laughs> We're going Brady Bunch uh, right our, now. Is our, what oh, we, we have his Skype address? Would you give me his Skype address? I don't know. If not, you can right, call I him. Gotta, I'll, I'll deal with that. You guys talk. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Terry, by the way, this is was our guy who's been fabulous on our remotes. Uh, he's In fact, he's got a name. Everybody's got some name, like Franz Beard is the Archduke. Brendan's the nice. Prince. I'm the king. And Nat is the uh, what is the uh, on-site, royal on-site uh, producer. So nice. he's there with all the wires. He's a master electrician. That's you talk great. about a major deal when you're doing it's a, a remote Game of here. Thrones theme. You've got okay? so That's many wires. Yeah, I've seen you guys. I've seen you guys from the world of beers, and I hope yeah. they're still a sponsor. If I'm not no, messing not that up, but anymore. But, they but that looks that looks like a lot of work, but it comes no. off well when you did it. And we'll do some more. We did it from our tailgate. I wish you could have come to our tailgate that oh, day. Oh man, we, we had an unbelievable tailgate right there at the Gator Wall, uh, and it was amazing. The people, the nation, Gator Nation uh, Kingdom is built. Really, through all that, the coaching change and the sure. spring game. and Give me your assessment. Good news lately. They got the transfer defensive lineman from West Virginia. Yeah. You're eligible right away. Uh, you got, uh, you're picking up, starting to get some really good-looking recruits with four stars next to their name coming up there and looking, looking things over. You're getting a good vibe from the recruits that you're reading about. Uh, they're, 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 not, they're still not there. But, you know, you think the transfers, if they end up getting their uh, both wide receivers, uh, Jefferson, you know, uh, 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 eligible, and they get come up with those guys, uh, they, they're going to be pretty good. Now the rest of it is physical conditioning seems to be doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like Mullins' play calling. The quarterback ch- choice is going to be a big story. Give me your assessment on what you see right now. Yeah, I think it comes down to, like everybody else says, you know, quarterback play and offensive line. I'm still a little leery about the offensive line. I'd like to see that, you know, that 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 work itself out. And, and you know, they got a lot of players. I hope they got a, a lot of good players. But quarterback and offensive line. Um, Dan Mullen, real safe hire. I love Mullen from, from his previous run. You know, think about Dan Mullen. This guy's 45 years old with nine years of Power 5 head coaching experience, not assistant coaching, head yeah. coaching experience. Um, the, the thing with Mullen is I think we all pretty much know, um, I know Dan Mullen's um, 
I know his ceiling. Dan Mullen's never going to go out and win just four games. Dan Mullen's bad season will be, you know, six, six or seven games. He's never going to bottom out. The thing about Mullen is we don't know his um, – we, we, I'm sorry, we know his floor. We don't know his ceiling. You know, we don't know – can he go out every, every second or third year and win 12, 13, which you're going to have to do at Florida. I think it's a real safe – Safe hire. And, buddy, I'm like you. I love the feel around the program. It feels right. It, you know, not being just a, um, a, a, a you know, uh, it's easy to say now, but mm-hmm. it never felt right with, with uh, McIlwain. Right. And, right. and, it, and it also felt that w- when, uh, when Muschamp was in here, it felt like he was way ahead of his time. He was going to – Muschamp was going to fail in that first job, no matter if it was Texas, Florida – Florida State, Georgia, he wasn't ready. It never felt right with Muschamp, and it never fi- felt right with um, McElwain. McElwain, but, man, it this just feels, good. feels right, doesn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> good point. Brendan, are you able to get him? Nah. Yeah, we're calling him right now. Just waiting okay. waiting for you all to get a nice The mayor here. of Newbury, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, all right. been forwarded to an automated oh, voice. Wait, hold on. He said no. no. Oh, whoops, sorry. I lost everybody. Everyone, stand by. We'll re- reattach, buddy. Hey, Nat, we're going to call you in just a second. Let me get Buddy back on here. Stand by, and then we'll get Nat back on. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry there, buddy. We lost you. Uh, tried to pick up Nat. Here, but did we, we lose him? Up. Yeah, well, I'll pick up uh, Terry here in just a second. I'll call him back right. if you want. And then right. I'll try Nat. Uh, Nat, are you there, Terry? No, he's no we lost him when we called out. Yeah, I'll call him back. Sorry there. Yeah, trying to uh, get uh, uh, Nat up, and then uh, uh, I could call on my phone if you'd like. No, that's all right. We'll call him. He just it went right to it. We'll all call right. Terry right back here in just a second. And uh, I'm back. sorry, I'm Terry, that was my fault. We reacquired no you there. Terry Norvell rejoined the broadcast with Buddy Martin. Uh, this is part of what happens when uh, and this sometimes. Whatever, Buddy. You know, you're gonna talk smack about my equipment. That's okay. Like, uh, but we'll get it back up. Uh, we'll call we'll here shortly. So talk about it. We'll smack you. We'll instead. call. Oh boy, here we go. And then <laughs> I'll. Uh, as soon as Terry gets back on, now we'll go, go ahead and then call. So sorry about that. Go ahead, buddy and Terry. Yeah, I'm here. All right, T Mac, you're finishing up your thoughts. I, I liken it sometimes to the stock market. Uh, you know, and people say, well, you can't judge it and play the game. Well, you go buy stocks. You yeah. don't know how they're going to perform. Sure. And you and you you have a projection and a feeling and the you're studying say I predict this stock's going to go up I'm in if you talk about that the stock for the stock has gone really big since last December yeah I you're out, you're obviously what you're talking about you're you're playing futures I mean obviously you got to play futures a little bit it feels right um, by the way I love the staff he put together uh, I always my my defensive staff will always if I ever put one together I want a couple of Long in tooth guys that have been around, Todd Grantham and Sal Sinceri, those guys have been around. I love the staff he's put together. Uh, I, uh, well, I think, Billy Gonzalez, remember. Uh, absolutely. The, the last time they had a really great set of right great receivers was what? When Billy Gonzalez yeah. was the wide receiver coach. Call has been forwarded yeah, to an automated absolutely. voice message. I guess we're not going to get that tonight, so there you go. He's a... Yeah, I tried there now, and he available. wouldn't uh, answer. So uh, at the tone, sorry. please record your message. We when there, you finish Matt, recording, we'll, uh, you may we'll hang up or up. press one for more options. Well, let's leave, leave a, a voicemail. callback number. Right, press five. Here we go. I'll just leave my voicemail. Hey, Nat, this is Brendan Martin. You're live on the Buddy Martin Show. Hey, what the hell, man? You didn't answer your phone. That's cool. We tried to interview. Hey, buddy, say hello. Hey, how are you, Nat? 
Well, it's we a voicemail. You want to try to spice yeah. it up a little bit? Good lord, Terry, give me something. You know, like for Nat, anything good? I think I, I think I hear Nat in the background. Is yeah, Nat there? there? He's back. Nat, you there? No, he's not there. But we left no, him a no, nice no. voicemail anyway. All right. Anyway, you all go ahead. There you go. All right. Well, T Mac, just to put a ribbon on this, okay. was sorry about Nat was at the game. He probably fell asleep. He was left late last night, and he's a hardworking guy. Uh, so <clears throat> finally, I think. Uh, I talked to Urban Meyer about three weeks ago on the show. Right. And we talked about Dan, and he says he talks to Dan pretty regular. Um, and, and I asked him, of course, what he thought. And he said, well, he thinks he's going to be a great coach. He said, quite frankly, he says, when he told me he was going to leave and go interview at Mississippi State while he was at Florida, he said, I thought he was nuts. Yeah. Basically, they were going to, he was, I wanted to say, you'll never win there, which is what they told Spurrier when he went to Duke, you'll never win there. Right. You no, know, and he said to his to his credit, he uh, he did it. And don't forget, he was ranked number one in the country for a few weeks. Remember? Yeah, sure, Mr. sure. They were and number you, one in the country. You, you know, buddy. Another thing, I, I I'm gonna I'm going to give Dan Mullen and his wife credit, um, even if they, you know, may may come on and say no. Hello. It just it just hey, happened. Hey, we got but, Nat Blaylock on the phone. Oh, oh. There, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I gave Brendan I gave Brendan the wrong number. I noticed See, I was boy. one digit off. Vindicated. That's fat finger, fat finger syndrome. Typing on the, <laughs> the hi, wrong Nat number Blaylock. there. Welcome Say to the hi show. to Terry Norvell, by the way. Nat, how you doing, buddy? No, I haven't, but I I know who Terry is. Hey, buddy. I'm how doing good. Man? How you doing tonight? I'm Hanging doing great. Hang it in there. Thank you. Well, you were there last night at the Mac. Tell us about it. Well, somebody said it sounded quiet, but I was there and it was not quiet. And it was standing room only. And when I say that, it was five, six deep standing room. You know, if you've been to McKeatham and you can stand against the rails and you see people staring over shoulders trying to watch the game. So, but it was unbelievable. I think we were referring uh, to late it, in the game. Late in the game when the announcer said, you'd think I'd be going crazy with 6,000 people in the game on the line. You know, and, and, and it was relatively quiet at that moment. But I think people, I think the truth, I think they were wrung out. It was it must have been an emotional yeah. ring out, was it? Yeah, by, by the 11th inning, I was like, man, I might have to go to the truck and turn on the radio and start heading home because, yeah. you know, it was after 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you stayed, huh? So, but I stayed. I hung in there, and I'm glad I did. Well, that had to be a special thing. Um, T-Mac and I were just talking about <clears throat> what how great it was. T Mac and both T Mac and I played college baseball, by the way. How about that? Uh, you have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. Well, that's the funny okay. part if is, is that whoever is messaged, they got all I would never digital. erase that in a million years. I'd leave it for the rest <laughs> of my life. Uh, live digital. If you're satisfied, that was great. If you're satisfied, you're going to push one. To listen uh, to your message, press two. We couldn't hang up on this poor soul who's ever. Matt, this is all on you, just so you know, for you fat finger in that phone number. <laughs> hey, let the record show. When I was on here by if myself, you're satisfied this show with was the message, smooth, press one. She wants to, to listen to your message, to you. press two. Yeah. To erase and re-record, press no, three. No, we don't want to do it. Can you do that, Brendan, or not? Anyway, we're going to try to talk. Uh, Sorry, you're having trouble. Your yeah, we're, we're having trouble met. with you. Please Shut try up. try again Please later. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. We're Women. Okay, Sorry, <laughs> everyone. We're back to normal. Quit. Should be back. Anyhow, I thought it was going to be a great night whenever after India slapped one out in the first inning. I was like, oh, oh. man, hopefully those bats are going to be hot tonight. Well, Nat, you and know. And they ended up. 
Buddy and I were just talking. It, it, it's been the damnedest thing. I think Florida's probably their last 10 home runs have seven of them have been solo. They can't hit a home run with anybody on base, it doesn't seem like anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Auburn had more hits last night. Yeah, how about um, that? And that was a stat I kept looking at, uh, even when we were up two to one and looking at Auburn having more hits. So, but the best play of the night was the steal. Wasn't that great? Regardless. That, I mean, I was just, it was amazing. And then, then I was watching, uh, pardon the interruption earlier. And that was part of, uh, if you watch part of the interruption, sure. uh, that that's what they were, they were talking about. What was greater, the, the hit at the end with the home run off the sure. glove or the steal. Sure. So, well, what do you guys think in terms of that play? Uh, had you seen it before, and both of you, I'll ask Terry and, and Nat to comment about that play, and did it catch you by surprise? Well, it caught me by surprise, but, you know, you say, did you see it before? They pulled up some tape, and and, and Florida ran it against Florida State like three or four years previously. I don't remember. They, they, I, I did not either, and you'd think old baseball guy like me, but um, it, it, it was a, a well-constructed play, and, you know, you, you can use that. You can only use that once every two or three years, you know. People see that, and you got to have them forget it. And then, um, and then the situation, I thought Eduardo Perez did a good job describing it. The situation had to be, be right. You had to have some veterans on the base. You had to have some speed on the base. You got to pick up the signal first. You know, you got to make sure both guys. And a left-hander was the key. And the left, and the absolutely, buddy. A left-hander had to be on the mound, so it it takes a lot for a play like that to happen. And uh, and then, buddy, somebody had to see all that in that Florida dugout and say, hey, hey, real quickly, they had to say, coach, what do you think about? And and uh, and Coach O had to uh, he had to sign off on that too. Now, I guess they practiced a lot. What do you think, Nat? Did you uh, have you seen it before? I, I've forgotten about the play until last night, you know, but last night I think will stick out more because oh it was goodness. to go to the CWS. Yeah. So, and I'm, I've always been a big base stealing guy. I mean, I still have my Ricky Hendricks rookie card. I'm a old baseball card collector. And, uh, that, you know, that was some of my favorite days of baseball with Ricky Henderson. Yeah. And don't forget so, another, and, another thing that played into that Florida this year is not really a base stealing team. You know, they're a station yeah. to station. No. They don't even sack. They just stand in there and hit the ball. So yeah. even factor that in terms of the um, catch them off guard, Florida's not a run team at all. And, and uh, boy, that, that played into that play, I thought, last night as well. All right, who did that remind you of, that play? M- myself, I, I immediately thought of the Miami play in the College World Series where they uh, – didn't necessarily be the same sport. What coach or manager does it remind you of? Um, Trick plays. Uh, Les Miles. Yeah, okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah, the Hatter. Les Miles had that four or five year run where he's having his holder flip balls behind his yeah. head and stuff like that. Maybe Les Miles. It feels like Spurrier a little bit. I got Spur a little dog. Spurrier for me. A little Spur dog. Yeah. 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 I was curious of what you guys thought about some of the competition that they're going to face in Omaha. Uh, you know, the other teams that are in the. What? What? How do you think the, the Gators will fare once they get there? Well, the first thing that jumped out at me, buddy, I don't know if you noticed it, last night in the minute Florida won, I immediately said, oh, boy, you got a March Madness rematch. You got Texas Tech, who eliminated yeah. Florida in basketball. You got the, 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 uh, the, the uh, you know, March Madness matchup. And, uh, you know, I, I think Florida's the clear favorite going in. If I had to rank them, I, I would go with the numbers. Um, number one, Florida, I'd put them as the favorite. I think that Oregon State team is good. They're on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, I think Arkansas is dangerous. I think Arkansas is real I dangerous. Texas, Arkansas, South Southwest Conference. Woo! That's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah. That's uh, the old rivalry game. Yeah, how about that? And, and like we said, right, uh, talking to our friend David Moulton, you know, it's like in baseball, uh, what people want is games that matter. Yeah. And right now, Major League Baseball has no games that matter. No. College baseball has got games that matter. You know, and, and we never saw a better example than this past weekend. Some of the things that went on, uh, certainly the rivalries, the Vanderbilt-Mississippi State series, the game was fantastic. You know, all the crazy, see the dog pile watching it right now, the dog pile after last night. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Mississippi State game was uh, remarkable. Uh, and, buddy, I don't know if you, I don't know if you stayed up Sunday. I, I fought it off. And Mississippi the, State? The way that thing played out, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, they had a rain delay. So they actually kind of – overlap the exact same time in the game as Cal State Fullerton and Washington. Those two ninth innings overlapped each other. Those eighth and ninth and tenth innings, that was some of the most compelling one hour of baseball wow, on two that. on two co- it was unbelievable. It, it was I haven't unreal. Seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So Nat, you had a good night at uh, at 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 the at the, uh, at the Mac and uh, there's a great oh. picture we showed earlier of JJ Schwartz. Do you guys see this picture? I saw it. Yeah it was uh, one of the great pictures. Yep. Uh, of him saying goodbye to the Mac, you know, uh, that's a classic. I, I saw it today on Twitter or someplace. Uh, it was, a, it's been a special year. And I thought about this today too. It's kind of a fresh start in some regards to the new regime. And Scott Strickland came at just the right time. Boys, he's enjoying the, the highlights of the basketball season. The softball team almost got there. The baseball team, the track team did fabulous. They finished, what, fifth in the nation. But Scott Strickland has just transitioned into this nicely, and he's reaping the benefits of this. And and I tell you, I think that combination, it may be all Mississippi State now in Florida, like uh-huh. it used to be Tennessee and Florida. That whole ancestry line is playing out. But I think Scott Strickland was the perfect guy for this. Nate, you want to take that? Yeah. And then even his hire of the former Auburn athletic director, I mean, that was a, a very brilliant move. And I'd even said, I'm surprised the guy took a job as an assistant. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, I'll, I'll, I'll dovetail on that. If you have an athletic program and an athletic administration, and you can go grab a former 13-year Power 5 athletic director and put him on your staff, I mean, that's got to be a good move, man. That is a great move. Mike Hill was a good guy, but the guy they got I is agree. big time. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, we look at the linebackers for Florida's football team. Is the one that jumps out at you? At me? How about hey, go either go one? Ahead. Go ahead, Nate. Let me give you the name if you can't think of it, all right? David Reese. Times two. His, his daddy's on the program right now watching. Nice. Like so let's it. just yeah, say hello, well, Mr. Reese. I like it. His his son will knock you. Now you're talking about the veteran David Reese, right? Yes. Not yes. the new David Reese. Yeah. Well, He'll knock you into tomorrow, won't he? Yeah. Right. The linebacker. Yeah. And his, <laughs> uh, his dad is a uh, is a great stat uh, out about the percentage of. I saw it today now, on the graphic. Buddy, I gotta believe that on on young David Reese's uh, recruiting visit, old David Reese had to be his escort, wasn't it? That had to be a lot of fun, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So we're glad to have Mr. Reese on with us tonight. Uh, we'll just wrap it up with a little football talk since we've had a lot of baseball talk tonight. Sure. We know that coming up this weekend, we got Florida, as you said, Sunday night, Texas Tech. That'll be a fun time to watch. Um, in terms of football, 
T-Mac, I know you counted down. You must have the exact number of days. I don't know. Man, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's in the 80s, I think. It may be ne- knocking on the high 70s if you yeah. count that. They call it zero week. You know, the first week is called week zero. It's yeah. only about five games, so it depends on what week you count. But we're getting there. Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, uh, we're getting there. Going, are you going to SEC media days? I'm not. We're going to send Brent Beard. Um, I'm going to stay back. He's going up. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you about Nat, thanks a lot, buddy, for everything. Glad you had a good night last night. And uh, uh, we'll do this again tomorrow night, same time, 830. Uh, people are welcome to join us. And, Brendan, great job tonight. Thank you for bailing me out, as you always do. Of course. And thanks to Terry and uh, the Gator Nation Kingdom. Yeah, Thank and all you, guys. Our, I appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Uh, we'll say good night to Nat right. first. And I'll just say thanks to the guest tonight. Earlier we had Franz Beard, uh, David Moulton from the U.S. Open, and, of course, does uh, the uh, ESPNU broadcast and his Miller Moulton show. Um, and, uh, and, of course, T-Mac uh, bringing it on. So, hey, we got to do this some more, Terry. I'd love to. You let me know anytime, buddy. Brendan. All right, guys. Well, we're going to say good night from here. We went a little long, so good night to the kingdom. Good night, everybody, and we're out. See you tomorrow. All right, good night. <laughs>